Welcome to Kingdom Business News and Interviews with Essence E, where there is inspiration in every interview and hope in every topic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my show. I'm your host, Essence E, and I pray everyone is having a beautiful day out there today. I pray you guys are pushing forward and you're fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. Amen. So today, the topic of the show is called Hollywood versus Christianity. So go grab something to eat or to drink and go grab those Bibles and let's dive right into this show. So first, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. And it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Amen. So we are seeing a war between Hollywood and Christianity like never before. Hollywood has come has been coming out with material like the book of Clarence where he wants Jesus power for ill-gotten gain or little Nas who's up there uh throwing blasphemy and being Jesus on the cross like he's Christ. So right now, I would like to read a personal essay, and it's by Nathan Clarkson. And Nathan Clarkson, he is an actor, and he's also a Christian who's living in Hollywood, and we're going to see his perspective between the two. And it says, for almost a century, two of the most powerful and cultural influential institution in the West, the church and Hollywood have lived in near constant enmity with each other. Why is this? Does it have to be this way? Is there hope for unity? I moved to Hollywood when I was 19. I had big dreams in my eyes and Jesus in my heart. I wanted to be an actor like the ones I had grown up seeing in the movies that inspired my imagination. But I also wanted to be a good Christian like the ones who shaped my soul. To many, this was an impossible balancing act. Growing up the son of a minister and a beloved best-selling Christian author, I spent my entire childhood enveloped in the evangelical bubble. I went to youth group, raised my hands at worship concerts, and knew all the Christian terminology. It was there, buried deep inside the Protestant Christian subculture, that I first began to hear about the mysterious and terrifying place called Secular Hollywood. I heard in sermons 
on websites and from friends that Hollywood and the movies they made were out to corrupt our Christian souls. That Hollywood was filled with a bunch of moral de degenerates trying to get good Christians to have sex outside of marriage, drink wine, and listen to rock music. I encountered entire churches who boycotted Disney Channel, leaders who warned their followers away from PG-13 movies and families that only watched, listened to, and read Christian-made content, what they believed to be safe for the whole family. It became clear to me that the church believed that Hollywood was a modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah a place that should be avoided and even fought against, lest culture be lost. Much like scripture, I was taken with the wonderful narratives, narratives I was invited to through film. But it was confusing to see an inspiring and entertaining movie on Saturday night and then be told how evil it, how evil it was on Sunday morning. I couldn't reconcile the scathing critiques about secular Hollywood I heard in church with the wonder I encountered on my screen at home. When I, when I eventually moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career as an actor, I had a lot of voices in my head about how depraved Hollywood, Hollywood was and how dark my experience would be. But in the first months, I spent there, I began to see the truth of what Hollywood was really like beyond the church's misconceptions. In acting classes, auditions, and professional sets, I was struck by how different the reality of the place was from the perception the church held. Yes, there was darkness, but it wasn't only dark. In fact, it was a place with people like me, people who desired to be part of great stories. While I began to understand a fuller truth beyond the, beyond the church's misconceptions about Hollywood, I also experienced the deeply ingrained misconceptions Hollywood had about the church and people of faith. I remember the looks of surprise I got from fellow actors and other professionals when I told them I was a Christian, as if I was some sort of alien. I often had to explain that I wasn't a hate-filled idiot. I was just a normal person who happened to believe in God. I was often made fun of for being a person of faith. My beliefs regularly the butt of jokes I was expected to laugh at. I remember a talent manager once asked me if I believed in God upon telling him I did. He proceeded to tell me to stop that he was my God now. It slowly occurred to me over that first year that both the church and secular Hollywood were filled with the misconceptions about each other because of these misconceptions, which amount to nothing scarier than a boogeyman mask, they held each other in contempt. It's clear to anyone paying attention that Hollywood and the church are at odds. There's hardly a month that goes by where the culture warrior watchdogs of the Christian blogosphere aren't, aren't up in arms about some movie they believe is going to be the downfall of society or a TV show they see as an attack on their personal tradition values and morals. But then on the other side, Christianity often bears the brunt of public mocking or, misrep or misrepresentation in shows and movies. 
If there is a Christian character, they're often portrayed as stupid or evil. For decades, oblivious and simple characters like Ned Flanders from The Simpsons or mean and angry Christian characters like the Reverend Shaw Moore from Footloose have been used to represent Christian communities as a whole. But this divide between Hollywood and the church didn't happen overnight. It's an American feud that dates back to the dissolution of the Hayes Code in 1968. The Hayes Code was a self-imposed set of industry guidelines that dictated what kind of content could or could not appear in movies. Lest the studios face monetary ruin, it banned cursing, nudity, lustful kissing, ridicule of religion, and even interracial dating. The code was put into effect in 1934 and lasted over 30 years. It was a time when church honoring authorities had almost complete control over the movies coming out of Hollywood. The movement was led by a group of extremists, elders, pastors, and priests who welded their authority with oppressive and threatening power. But then, after decades of pushback, the Hayes Code was finally removed, and in that moment, there was a split between secular Hollywood and the church. Hollywood began to make films without the artistic and moral constraints of religious oversight, and the church responded by receding, in, by receding into itself away from mainstream culture and into its own subculture. Through decades of separation, there have only been a few hints of reconciliation when a Christian star became successful in the mainstream. Think Kirk Cameron in the Left Behind movie or DC Talks hit song Jesus Freak. By and large, stereotypes were made and folktales were told by each group about the other, furthering an, un furthering an unfortunate divide. Even now, when Christian movies make it big at the box office, they're usually marketed by claiming they're going to take down Hollywood and show them how wrong they are, but they do nothing but preach to the choir. When Hollywood attempts to make films or shows about faith, they usually do so with a, con with a condescension or completely un in uninformed and false portrayals of what actual Christianity is like. It's easy in an age of social media and alarmist news stories to sum up entire groups with the lowest calm, with the lowest common denominators and the worst public examples that seem to find themselves the subjects of headlines, corrupt pastors and abusive pr producers. Website algorithms and hyper-tailored media keep people in information bubbles that provide an incomplete understanding of anything that falls outside the view of our immediate worlds and communities. Having lived in and been a part of both worlds and communities, I found that both the church and Hollywood are largely wrong about each other. Most of the people in the entertainment industry are fun, are 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 kind, fun, story-loving people like Jesus was, and most Christians are accepting, intelligent, loving people like our favorite movie characters. The conceptions each group has of the other are simply rooted in confident ignorance, ignorance, a problem that seems to be around in today's culture. The amount of times I've heard something to the effect of, wow, you're really cool for a Christian, or you mean that you mean they're not all perverted heathens? It's staggering. 
So yes, Hollywood and the church seem to be at war, or at least a passive-aggressive standoff. But I've found in my decade plus of being both a Christian and an actor living in Hollywood that both groups have far more in common than they might want to admit. Both revolve around powerful narratives. Both bring beauty to the world. Both gather regularly to celebrate story. One group inside a church and the other a theater. So maybe it's time for us Christians to head to a theater and see that movie we've been told we're not allowed to see. And maybe it's time for all you Hollywood types to give give church a try. Both could be life-changing experiences. Okay. And you know, Nathan Clarkson is an award-winning actor of film and TV, a Publishers Weekly best-selling author, a hit indie filmmaker, and a podcast philosopher on the on the overthinkers he lives between the lights of los angeles and streets of new york city he most his most recent book is called finding god in hollywood you know i i appreciate appreciate this essay that he did because i can see his perspective on some things but the thing is you know christianity's name has been dragged through through and through the mud and you know, I have been reading the reviews about the book of Clarence. The book of Clarence, I believe, has had the lowest, lowest box office hits the movies has ever seen. And I can't get mad at that because I feel like people truly do mock Christ. They truly do mock him. They mock his ministry. They mock his word. And I don't want to be a part of anything like that. I don't want to go and see see this type of movie where someone is trying to mock God, trying to mock his miracles, mock everything that he did that he did here on this earth when he when he was 30 years old. I do not want to see someone trying to mock that. I don't want to see a movie that was produced by someone who says that there is no God. And I know Jay-Z was ahead of this project. He was ahead of the of the movie, The Book of Clarence. And, and this is the man that, I, that I'm talking about that said basically that there is no God. Why are we why are we seeing a movie that some that someone is mocking Christ so blatantly, mocking his work, mocking his miracles? Why are we, why are we going to the movies to see something like that? And a lot of people who went to go see this movie, some people liked the movie. Some people were saying it was a good movie, it was comedy, it was funny. You know, no one is trying to mock Jesus and things like that, but for me, I don't have to see it. I do believe that it is mocking Christ. And Little Nas, his music, I mean, he's doing a video where he's Christ on the cross. That is mocking God. That is mocking God. And I know some people are like, oh, Christians are taking way things too seriously. No, we need to take that seriously. Because when you're mocking God and the things that he did on this earth, what he did for us on the cross, that is a slap in the face to us. People do not mock Buddha. People do not mock Islam. They do not mock any of these other religions, but they mock Christianity. If they were to make a movie about Islam, like the Book of Clarence, it would be an uproar. It would, be, it would mean war. So why in the world are people picking on Christianity so much? They're picking on it so much out there in Hollywood. Every single every single day they are picking on it. They're making a mockery out of Christ. And we as Christians need to stand up, need to truly stand up for our faith. When I read this article, I get the things that he was saying because both parties have not 
You know, both parties have came out with things that should not have been. There are people who are in Christianity and there are things coming out about them, about the things that they're doing. You know, some people are not living what they're speaking about. I see that. I see that in in Hollywood, they're sitting up there mocking Christianity all the time. So I can see the misconception because Hollywood's up there saying, you know, some of your leaders, they're not living what they're supposed to be living. There's all these these secret societies and things like that. So I get it. I get it. There are misconceptions on both parties. There is misconceptions. To, to be a Christian is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ and believe in the miracles and believe on what he did here on this earth and to have him purely in your heart. And, you know, in Hollywood, Hollywood hasn't made bad movies. Heck, I mean, I've watched I've watched some some films that I thought were pretty, pretty great. But that, like I said, but but like I said, but when you're insulting, insulting someone's Christianity, when you're insulting what they believe in. That's not right. And it shouldn't even be allowed. So Hollywood versus Christianity is bigger than what it is before. I pray that you that you know what you're watching and that you will be careful on what on what on what you're letting your kids watch. You know, you have to be careful of what kids are seeing these days because people because kids will embrace it. And some kids will actually see this movie, The Book of Clarence, and be thinking, oh, Jesus is one big joke. And no one should be saying that Jesus is one big joke, especially for people who do not believe. You know, people should be afraid, be afraid of who they mock because Christ is real. Christ is very real. Look at what happened in Brazil. Look at what happened with that parade when they were mocking when they were mocking Christ. Look what happened. The person who played the devil, he died. Look at all those natural disasters that happened. Look at the lightning that struck the G- the Jesus that lays his that lays his hands across there uh, in, in Brazil. Do people think that that was an accident? No. God is angry, and God can only take so much. So I'm just trying to say this here and now. That we need to pray. We need to pray for the people in Hollywood who who are Christians. We need to ask God for them to stay prayed up and to stay on the right path. Because Hollywood can be intoxicating. Hollywood will tempt you, will tempt you into doing things that you never thought that you would do. And for people who do want to be actors and actresses and who want to pursue their passion, that I just pray that you be careful. If this is something that God wants you to do, let him lead you all the way. Let him lead you in your acting. Let him lead you in your music. Please, if you are a gospel artist or a Christian artist, please do not sell your soul to go to the other side because money looks good. Of course, money is going to look good over there, but God is going to continue to bless you if you stay in him. No amount of money in the world is worth the risk of your relationship with Christ. No movie in the world is worth your relationship with Christ. Remember that only what you do for Christ will last. What profit of the man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? Do not lose your soul to this industry because they're trying to suck your soul alive. The devil will kill, steal, and destroy your life. So please, I beg of you, in the mighty name of Jesus, if you're in Hollywood, you're a Christian right now, and you're struggling, and you're struggling beyond belief, know that God loves you. Pray and seek him. Pray and know that Jesus will, will get you to the other side. Pray and know that Jesus has something better for you, bigger, better for you. He has a better plan for your life. So please, so please, if you're in Hollywood, if you're struggling right now, 
Please know these words that I'm saying to you right now and take them to heart. Seek the Lord with all your heart. Don't ever look back. Do not sell your soul to the enemy and know that God does have a purpose and a plan for you. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to this show today. I pray that this show has given you clarity. I pray that everyone will stay prayed up. Do not do not do not let anyone try to tell you what you can and cannot do for the Lord because you can. Do not let anyone try to convince you that you should come to the other side just because it looks better because it's not. It's not better. It leads to destruction. It leads to a life not being fulfilled. It leads to so it leads to so many many ungodly things. So I just want I just want to give you guys this encouragement right now because remember because God because God, he wants you to be saved. God, he truly, truly does love you. Even if you're struggling right now with whatever you're struggling with, he loves you. All you got to do is seek him and ask him, Lord, please get me through this. Please, Heavenly Father, God, get me through this. Lead me in all things, Lord God. I put my trust and I put my faith in you. So right now, I would like to play this awesome music. It is by Shanae Mack, okay, and it's called Take Over. She's from South Africa. She's doing mighty things in the kingdom, and this song actually drops on all major digital platforms on Friday, the 26th, so please go and check her out. She really, really is amazing. She's an amazing, she's an amazing woman of God, and just please go out there and support her. Please support all the Christian artists that I have mentioned to you out there, so I want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Please go and listen to all of my previous episodes that I've been doing. I pray that each and every single one of you will get something from it. And I pray that you will reach out to me. I always do a question. I always do a question. After I do the show, you will see it on Spotify. I am on Spotify. I am on Pandora. I am on all the major digital platforms out there. Come and check me out. Amazon, all of them all the major digital platforms, all of them, Podchaser, you name it, this podcast is on it, which whatever, which whatever one you feel comfortable with, Apple Podcasts, this, this podcast is on there too, whichever one you feel comfortable with, go and listen, go and listen to all these shows, and please reach out to me, if you need prayer, you can reach out to me, just uh, put it in the comments on, on Spotify, whatever question I ask you, just put it right there, so, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to this show. I love you. God bless you all. And remember, you always have purpose in Christ. So until next time, take care. God bless you all. you